Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It is the third final hour, the 5 o'clock hour here on uh, this edition of the Pat Miller Program, uh, the Thursday edition. We'll talk more about Friday tomorrow with everything that's coming up uh, for Penny Pitch. But first, let's go to the Newsmaker line. Standing by, 3rd District Congressman Jim Banks. Congressman Banks, good afternoon to you, my friend. Hey, Pat. Good to be with you. Hey, nice to have you with us. Uh, Just a lot going on around here. By the way, not even part of our interview. Did you hear that that tank that they'd been hoping to get out at uh, the uh, the uh, Veterans Memorial there on O'Day Road, that they're getting that tank? Yes, I couldn't be more excited. And and uh, what what a great place to place a tank to show off history and to celebrate our veterans. I love what's going on out there. And oh, I know yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people in the community support the the uh, the veterans shrine, the memorial there, and and uh, the, this is the perfect place for a tank. We, our, our office did everything that we could to help, and I know a lot of other people out there, Dave McComb, and a lot of other leaders in the community were helpful in making this happen too. But this is really exciting, and and I, I can't wait to go out and see it. Well, we were out there a couple of years ago when we dedicated the eighty percent height of the Vietnam Wall, which is amazing to see. Then we were out there just last week uh, for the honoring of the uh, the uh, uh, Korean War Memorial that's there now. And now to bring in this tank, I mean, it's almost like boom, boom, boom. It's amazing how fast stuff is happening out there. And when I read through the list of the people that have given money or given support, uh, Congressman, it's good to see so many people, families, and business partners in all of Northeast Indiana coming together like this to honor those who have served us. I tell people everywhere I go, Northeast Indiana is the most patriotic place in the whole country. And this, what, what you're describing, what you're talking about, Pat, is a, is a great example of it. We, we uh, celebrate our country. We support our troops. This last weekend on, on Veterans Day, I traveled to Africa with Congressman Larry Bouchon from Evansville, and we, we visited our Indiana National Guard troops who are stationed in Kenya on a really important mission uh, in, in a remote on a remote base, protecting a remote base, an airstrip in Kenya, and uh, I, I told the the uh, National Guardsmen who I who I met, I, I told them the most the proudest moments of my life was putting on the uniform and serving my country. So never take it for granted. Uh, live every day you got with wearing that uniform, recognizing the important role that you play. But that that's what the Veterans Memorial is all about, is giving veterans a, a, a place to go uh, to uh, celebrate their service and to celebrate the service of others. And our, our community supports it 110%, and I'm proud to do everything that I can to support them too. Congressman, I think maybe you and I, I know we share a lot of the same desires and dreams and wishes and probably frustrations. Um, I can't think of anything that I try to understand the necessity of it more, but also despise having to do it. I'm so sick of continuing resolutions, I could scream, because everybody that's on my side of the aisle doesn't want them, and because of the way the whole system is set up, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I I voted against the one this week for a lot of reasons, and I'll get to that. But I I voted against continuing resolutions and omnibus big omnibus spending bills when Donald Trump was president, and I voted against every one of them when Joe Biden has been president. But this C- this CR was particularly worse than the rest to me, Pat, because it was going along with spending levels from the last Congress when Nancy Pelosi was speaker. And if a continuing resolution just means 
And this was a clean CR that just extends the level of spending that Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden negotiated when they had the House, the Senate, and White House control before Republicans won the majority. And it was just going along with it and extending it for a few more months. There's no way I could vote for it. Even, Even when Republican leadership is telling me to vote for something like that, there's no way I could vote for spending that leads to two trillion dollar annual deficits right and then adds more to a 34 trillion dollar national debt i'm a big i i really like mike johnson our new speaker of the house he's I only do too. been on the job for two weeks so it's hard for me to get mad and blame him for this but this was a really bad deal and uh, i'm going to take him at his word and i'm going to hold him accountable for it that when we get to the middle of january he said no more crs I'm going to hold the new speaker accountable to make sure that that's what happens uh, in the middle of January when, when we get up to the next deadline. Do you have the feeling inside your well, inside your spirit, like I do, that when Johnson says, okay, mid-January, no more CRs, that maybe you could hang that hat on that one a little bit more easily than you could previous speakers? Yeah, yeah uh, I, I, I trust him, and he's got trust especially among conservatives in the House, that were trust didn't exist before. But um, that doesn't mean I'm going to go along with it and vote for it. That's why I voted against it. Some people say that was a vote against the Speaker. No, it was a vote against bloated, wasteful spending, $2 trillion deficits, thirty adding to the $34 trillion national debt. That, that's what I was voting against, not the not the Speaker. Remember, remember the, the, the President is a Democrat, and he has to sign it. Right. The Senate is... The Senate is led by not just Democrat majority, but a bunch of squishy Republicans who go along with the Democrats to spend more. And in the House, we have a we only have a four seat Republican majority, so we don't have a lot of leverage, but we have a little bit of leverage. And my hope had been that we would use that leverage with this CR to require the administration to secure the border or to defund some of the woke programs. That didn't happen, so I'm really disappointed about it, and that's why I voted against the CR. But now we got until the middle of January to come up with something better, to pass a a long-term spending bill for the rest of the fiscal year that defunds the Biden uh, uh, woke agenda, the Biden war on American energy, and uh, uh, all of the the uh, left-wing, the the Green New Deal spending, all this stuff is wrapped up in the spending, defunded in the next CR or the next spending bill, or I'll vote against that one, too. Um, Hit for me for just a minute, if you could. So how unnerved were you by President Xi's visit to California? Um, From all I'm hearing from people that were in in and around the meeting that the two of them had together, that President Biden could barely even say, hi, how are you, without his notes and without uh, the notes that have been prepared for him, and he couldn't even get through those very well. I, I have this terrible feeling that when it comes to the leaders of our two countries, and don't get me wrong, I love America far more than China, but when it comes to leadership, I'm afraid we're outmatched. Yeah, I I would say the same thing, and I don't say that lightly, but Xi and China projects strength and power, and Joe Biden projects weakness. And that's why I hearken back to when Donald Trump was president. When Donald Trump was with Chairman Xi, and Chinese leadership, Donald Trump was the, always the alpha male in the room. Yep. And with Joe Biden, it's the opposite. And and China knows, China knows that America has weak leadership. So when they when they 
crafted a deal that was basically a pinky promise between Joe Biden and Xi over importing uh, uh, fentanyl into the, uh, all the illegal fentanyl coming into the United States. I mean, one, it's an admission that the Chinese know that they can they can stop it and they're not stopping it because I believe they're, they're intentionally fueling the United States of America with deadly fentanyl. That's the leading cause of death of Americans of working uh, age, of military eligible age, and killing off uh, a, a, a big part of the American population. I think it's intentional on the part of the Chinese. Of course it that, is. That they would have some kind of a deal between these two leaders that, okay, China's going China's to send less fentanyl to America, and it was an agreement based on a pinky promise between the two of them. It's just, it's, it's disgusting to me, and it goes, it goes to make the point that you, that you just did, that, uh, that, China, that, China, that she and China has the upper hand when, when Joe Biden is in the White House. Well, and not only that, what happened at this meeting yesterday would never have happened under Trump. How do you know that? Because it never did happen under Trump. In fact, President Xi, the leader of North Korea, the Iranians never tried. In fact, Putin didn't try what they've tried since Biden went in the White House. They never even tried it for fear of what a Donald Trump administration would do in retaliation. If we don't get Donald Trump back in, we stand ready to go through a mess. Five years from now, if Biden gets reelected in a year, five years from now, I'm not sure our country stands as it does today. Well, and that's China's mission. They've made that very clear. It's a part of the Chinese Communist Party manifesto, and their their long-term 100-year goals are to dominate the United States of America. They want to put America under their thumb, just like they have Hong Kong, just like they have, uh, like they hope to do with Taiwan, with many countries around the world. They want to be the great power in the world, and they want to diminish America. And I'm telling anyone who's listening, you do not want to live in a world where China determines your freedoms rather than the Constitution and the, 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 the great uh, United States of America heritage and, and uh, founding of, of, the, of, the, of the freedoms that we have in this country. And that's what China wants to do. They want to wipe out those freedoms and control us. We can't let that happen. And they know that Joe Biden is going to bend over every time uh, to, their, to whatever their demands are and that's why they're very glad that Joe Biden's in the White House today. They don't want Donald Trump back because when Donald Trump was president, they were making concessions yep. on on trade deals and give it, giving things up. And Joe Biden is so weak, he will never force them to give anything up in the best interest of the United States of America. The Biden administration considers it a great victory if Biden is in a room with Xi for at least four hours and comes out and hasn't wet himself. That's considered uh, a pretty big uh, thing. We're talking to 3rd District Congressman Jim Banks. Congressman, before I let you go, two minutes. The Health Ethics Committee came out with a pretty ugly report that amassed overwhelming evidence of lawbreaking by Representative George Santos, Republican from New York, and it's now being sent to the Justice Department. And shortly before that was released, Santos Blasted it was a political smear, but don't worry about it. I'm not going to seek re-election for a second term. I don't think whether he sought it or wanted it or whatever, he wasn't going to have another term. That's right. This guy is the worst of the worst. He lied to get elected. Uh, He abused his power in many ways. He funneled money from his campaign account to use it for really terrible purposes that were that were personal rather than for his campaign. Uh, the guys lied about e- literally everything. So, yeah, I'm really torn on this one, Pat. I voted on the last one. I voted 
against expelling him. A lot of Republicans voted for it, but I voted against it. I mean, on, on one hand, does this guy deserve uh, to be a United States congressman? Uh, probably not. On the other hand, is that up to me to decide, or is that up to his district who elected him? He hasn't been convicted yet, so does he deserve uh, his time in court? Um, of course he does. Uh, on the other hand, I know this guy, I mean, I've, I've, I've only ever talked to him a couple of times in the little over a year that, uh, uh, that since he was elected. Um, so I'm really torn. I, I welcome your feedback. I welcome your listeners' feedback. I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to think that that uh, no one should be expelled from Congress unless they're actually convicted and that these these uh, decisions should be left up to the districts that elect these people. In this case, I think their district probably has buyer's remorse in sending this guy to Congress. But um, that's really up to them. Uh, he's not running again. He should certainly be punished, and and uh, he should be uh, held uh, accountable to the fullest extent of the law. But is it my job? Is it my role as a congressman from Northeast Indiana to make that decision for a district of New York? I'm, I'm, really, I'm really torn on this one. I, I hope you can sense that in the tone of my voice. Yep, but yep. and I get, and I get it. It's not one of those easy decisions, but at the same time, this is just me talking, at the same time, I would hate to give somebody the impression that somehow I wanted to give him a pass, which I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I don't even want to give anybody any room for that. Congressman, I appreciate you being here today. Now, next week, I hope you know this, it's Thanksgiving, um, and I would give you my home address, but there's only enough turkey for me and some several close friends. Um <laughs> Um, but we're going to have a great Thanksgiving. I want you to have a great Thanksgiving. My understanding from Josh is that you're going to be available with us to be on next Wednesday. So can we count on that? You can count on. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving week with my family. I'm sure you are yours as well. Absolutely. Congressman, thank you so much, sir. Have a good day. You too. Third District Congressman Jim Banks, and I'm glad. Josh, thanks for getting him booked for next Wednesday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, real quick, let me talk to you about VSI Homeland. Podcasts by Federated Media.